afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in to the Brass Ring Media Podcast, our free flagship edition of the show for December 28th, it's Thursday, 2023, almost 2024. It's a holiday week in the world of wrestling. I'm Zach Haydorn. That's Tyler Sage. Tyler, what's going on? How was your holiday, man? Hey, it was good. Good to, good to be here. Yeah, um, you know, I feel like every year, People say like, "Oh, Christmas on X day is the worst version of it." <laughs> and, uh, I've offered that all this year as well. Where the Monday, you know, I don't know what is the preferred thing. It's like a Wednesday, so that like your whole week is kind of worthless because then you're like half yeah. day Tuesday, and then you're like I don't know, or Friday is that the best one because you get a three day weekend or Monday? I don't know. Anyway, that matters. I like Wednesday. I, I think Wednesday is the best because yeah, it's kind of like a worthless week on both ends, both sides. So yeah, so. Yeah. That's but, yeah, interesting um, how it is, but you know, most people are working as you and I are. I think right. our regular jobs and this at the same time. So, shout out to that. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good and uh, excited for the New Year's. You know, as a as being a self employed person mainly, the it's a uh, tax season, so <laughs> very exciting for that. But uh, you yeah. know, you plan for that as well. So yeah, it's good. And well, it's funny we were talking about. Uh, you know, off air, like it's the first week or first time that I can remember anyway, that, that WWE has really been uh, off for like a full, a legitimately full week. Like I think they've done like Christmas, like Christmas pre-tapes in the past where like they would run Monday Night Raw shows, but have pre-taped them, but have them actually try to function with like actual storylines and and real matches. Mm -hmm. And this year they just kind of scrapped that whole thing and they're doing a recap. They did a recap show Monday night. They're doing a recap show tomorrow night for SmackDown. Um, The benefits of billion dollar (laughs) television deals is what I think you can uh, credit that pivot for. I mean, Mm -hmm. why the heck not? You know, you're getting that money anyway. So yeah. Give the town a night off, and, and there you go. <laughs> yep. We have a big show planned for you today. Uh, it's going to be AEW heavy um, because we've got a pay-per-view. AEW was not off this week. They are in the trenches fighting. They've got a pay-per-view on Saturday night, AEW World's End, the first of its kind, um, the inaugural World's End event, and we will do a full preview of that show right here um, in just a few minutes but let's set the table this is the brass ring media podcast the free flagship edition of the show which is every single thursday right here on youtube three eastern two central we go live we take your comments we take your questions zach's in the chat already dr ross is in the chat dr ross man it's been a while it's great to have you here great to great to see you happy new year happy holidays um and uh yeah we talked the news of the week in Professional wrestling, WWE, AEW. Heck, maybe we'll talk a little TNA once they change their name um, next year. Mm-hmm. I just who who knows uh, what topics we'll cover, but uh, we're here every Thursday, uh, three Eastern. If you can't catch us live, obviously subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can get this show um, for free right after uh, we're off the air, and it also is available as a podcast. So we simulcast this um, on YouTube, and then later on. Um, as a podcast, just a few minutes or so, about an hour after uh, we go live here, you can get it wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, anywhere and everywhere. It is there um, for you. Hello to Ashley. Ashley, happy holidays. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you. Um, if 
you're like, hey, man, I love these brass ring media guys. I love what they do. I love the way that they cover uh, the professional wrestling industry. Man, I need more, more, more. You can become a brass ring media member on YouTube. It is $4 a month, and it gets you full access to everything that we do on a week-to-week, month-to-month basis. That's full access to our um, weekly newsletter that we put out. Tyler and I both write for that, as well as other contributors. Molly Bell just started a column. She'll have month, a monthly presence there and a couple other surprises um, along the way early uh, early in the year. So if you want full access to that, you got to become a member. Also, all of our pay-per-view review shows are for members about a day after, about 24 hours after the pay-per-view is wrapped. Um, all sorts of uh, different content and a free member podcast each and every single week as well. So lots and lots of stuff, lots of content. It's only $4, patreon.com backslash Brass Ring Media. We'd certainly appreciate the support. And as Tyler and I always say, we'll do anything we can to uh, make sure that you guys get the bang for your buck on, uh, mm-hmm. on, that, uh, on that four bucks. So, with that said, uh, man, this chat is going. I love this, Sean. What's going on? Thanks for being with us, man. Tyler, let's um, let's let's just dive right in and preview world. Mm-hmm. And they added about three matches last night. Um, so we now I've, going into last night's AW Dynamite. I was like, hey, boy, it, the preview show won't be as daunting this week because there's not a ton of matches. I think there was <laughs> only like six when I counted. There's eight or no, there's nine now. It's a it's back to being like traditional AEW style pay per view, but ten. Um, There's ten. Is, is it ten now? What did I? Yeah, because I got the about? battle, the battle royal. Did you oh, the battle that? royal. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, so there's ten matches now. Um, <laughs> before we get into the match by match analysis and do some predictions, mm-hmm. which we'll do, um, what's your overall take on just the build to the show? You know, it's a new pay per view. It's kind of part of the expansion to approximately one pay-per-view a month for for AEW. Um I know how you feel about that, but just yeah. in terms of this build here, like what, you know, where you at on it and and uh, you know, how are you looking forward to the show? Yeah, so I think it's a standard AEW build to show, whether there's 4 or 12. They they've always kind of gone on this route where it's built around a couple of matches. Um this being the the final of the C2 and then the world title match. I think also the tag team title match was going to be a big feature. Yeah. That's obviously pivoted, but you know, I don't think that had a ton of juice going into it. Probably one of the worst segments as Kenny was actually needed medical attention while he was doing that. So it makes more sense for why that <laughs> yes, was so does. bad. Um, but um, I totally forgot about, I mean, I just, that didn't click until right now. Like it was just what, not even 24 hours after that, that he was hospitalized. I think it was that like night. I think he Is got it that like, night. The, yeah, I think he like yeah went to the hospital that night. I think so. I mean that that is that's crazy because as we talked yeah. about last week, like that's not like a nothing sickness. Like that can be yeah. very very serious. And yeah. he's out there, and I think everybody was like, "Dude, what's wrong with Kenny tonight?" Like, yeah. <laughs> and clearly something really serious was wrong. So yeah, but hey, wow. good thing he was there and taping, or else he might not have gotten the attention needed right then yeah. and there. Right, you know, when you're in that setting. So, um, yeah. yeah, so right down the middle there. And then, you know, some other quality matches kind of thrown together. And then, you know, the levels are thrown together. You know, like the Swerve and Keith Lee match, I think it's fun, but it feels very much like got to get Swerve a match, which is fine in itself. 
Um, you know, the women's matches are typical, like you kind of knew this were happening, but they're probably not going to be very good yeah. from in, in ring quality. So, and then a gimmick match and that stuff. So, you know, I'm excited to watch it. I think it'll be again, like most AEW shows where the buildup is tepid. The excitement is good. And then the match quality should be awesome. So that's what I'm expecting here. And, you know, does that help AEW grow? Not necessarily, but you know, I'm excited to, Pay it, pay for it, and and watch it. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 right where you're at on it. Like, I think it's I think it's kind of a cool, um, you know, if there weren't if there weren't twelve other pay per views, I, I like this slot for for AEW, provided WWE is not not doing something. I think that it's like New Year's Eve weekend kind of feels like a good time for a pay per view. Um, mm-hmm. That this works. I think they've got like, you know. The, the Continental Classic final speaks for itself. We'll talk about it more in depth here in a minute. But this, you know, that's been the focus of AW programming for what five weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's gonna that's gonna pay off like regardless. Um, you know, the MJF Joe thing, you know, I'm really curious to get your take on on that here in a minute. Um, uh, but that's you know, that's a main event. So I think that that's that's been fine. I even think the Christian Cage and Copeland stuff overall has been has been pretty solid, you know, in the middle of, in the middle of the card, which I think we should debate whether or not that's a good use of, of, uh, of Adam Copeland. Um, but regardless, I think that's been effective too. And then, yeah, then there's just some, some misses. So very much to me, this falls in the, the category of pretty standard, you know, AEW pay-per-view build and there's, you know, pluses to that. And there's, you know, there's some pretty big, uh, minuses to that, uh, as well. Yeah. Let's, uh, yeah. Okay. Let's just jump in and start start previewing this thing. Uh, let's start with let's start with that match: Christian Cage versus uh, Adam Copeland. No disqualification for the TNT Championship. This is their second match, the rematch that they from an episode of AEW Dynamite uh, from a handful of weeks ago. Um, in that match, you had uh, is it what's her what's her name? Shayna Shayna Wayne. Um, yep. You know, turn on. Uh, I guess on Adam Copeland Uh, and now you have the patriarch Christian cage kind of trying to run and hide, but Copeland gets his, gets his shot here. So as I mentioned, I, you know, for the middle of the card TNT championship, second title feud, I think this has been pretty solid and Christian continues to, I think carry this feud more so than Adam Copeland just with his, his character, I think is stronger. The patriarch thing is working. Um, and Copeland, I don't know, man, there's something that still feels really odd to me about his presence in, in AEW. And I just, I don't know. I don't think he's really found his, his slot, his slot yet. And he's a big enough star where he's going to just get TV time, but man, it feels, it's odd to, it's odd to watch. I I think at, at times, because it just doesn't. This doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right yet. I don't think he's clicked um, in that environment. I don't know if it's because he's playing like the exact same character. I don't know if it's like the because the, the music is the same or like the crowds are smaller or, or what it is. But something's off. Um, and so I don't think he's bringing as much to the feud as as maybe you'd you you'd think that he that that he would. Um, curious as to your take. Yeah, I mean, not to you know say we were right, but. You and I were both on this page early when we were Copeland. Ashley was too. She she rumored. She, she agrees. Yeah, 
Um, so I think that's kind of rearing its head. I'm more curious to see what Copeland does post this, right? Like, is that going to – I think it's got the chance to rekindle, like, what he could be if he's taking on a swerve or, you know, who's – you know, if, if – I don't know. If Joe wins the world title, is he, like, a good first opponent to kind of go through with Joe? That's a match we might have seen. I can't recall. I don't know if they t- they line up on main roster. Work. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. So I mean that that might be interesting stuff like that. Like that's a better use for him as that like you know the way Orange Cassidy's kind of been used. Like maybe going around and then get to that point or you know an elevated pock something like that. But you know we've seen him doing what we thought he was going to do, and uh, yeah, it just it's kind of that version of. Of him and eight and WWE on the way out, where it's you know just like the juice isn't there. Like the comeback is great, but then like what is the character besides like trying to find himself the last third of his career here? It, it has been kind of hard, right? Like going for the title makes sense, but then the whole Judgment Day stuff it just feels like that era of of Edge where Triple H is like, yeah, I don't, I'm not using you. Like I, I don't like any of what's going on here. It seemed yeah. to be the right call. Yeah, that's you got to write for the guy, etc. But yeah, I don't know. It feels just off and uh it's just like not much going on right like even he beats up christian last night but it just felt like kind of cookie cutter of a segment and um you know sewer goes does he need the tnt title no um but will he get it maybe you know the i look at the odds before we started and i would say the one good thing about this show that i did not mention on the top is that we in the betting communities do not know 100% who's going to win. Typically for title matches, it's you know negative 1,000 for the person who you think is going to win, and it's not the mm-hmm. case this time. So, um, it's should he win? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. So, should he win? I don't think so. Could he win? Yes. I think he would be a slight favorite in my mind. I can't remember. It was pretty close between the two on the betting odds, so I'm not teasing anything there. But, um, you know, it just... Christian is, like you said, holding this all down, and is it better for that character to have this title that really doesn't mean much in the landscape of AEW? Um, probably so than, than, you know, Copeland walking around and then what's he taking on, you know, Miro, is he taking on Andrade on the way out? Something like that. Like, I don't know. That feels very much like opening segment of collision as opposed to pay-per-view level at this point. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't think you want to put the TNT title on, on Adam Copeland. I mean, you know, look, like Christian Cage has made has taken this opportunity with the TNT title and like made himself, you know, more important in the AW world because of it. Um, it's still a mid-card title, though. And when he had it and when he took it, he took it off Luchasaurus. Like, I mean, you know, like literally took it off of him. Right? <laughs> yeah, literally, literally <laughs> pulled it away from him. Like, I you just mean, don't you mean kill switch or a kill switch. <laughs> Damn it. No, yeah. You, you and him both have forgotten that. So <laughs> the, <laughs> the thing is, it's just, it's just, I mean, you know, it's one thing for Christian to have that title to make him relevant, mm-hmm. you know, at a point where he's not so relevant or at a point where he needs to kind of elevate himself a little bit more to try to get more steam out of his run. But I mean, Copeland to me, like has to mean more for AW than, than TNT champion. I mean, and if you jump in and just kind of saddle him with that, like, I just don't know what he does with that. That doesn't elevate 
him the, and he doesn't elevate it the way that, you know, the title and Christian cage have been synonymous together in that regard. So mm-hmm. it's going to be strange, you know, to see how they book their way out of this. I, I, I predict that, um, that Copeland is going to, is going to take it here though. I, I don't think you're going to have him lose, you know, a, another match to, to, to Chris, to Christian cage. I just, I think, you know, maybe they have a rubber match down the road, but I think he's got to get he's got to get this win, or or else like he really is in, in in a tough spot. So I I just don't like the booking of this overall. Um, but you know, for lack of good options, I think you just put the title on him here, if not to just continue the feud longer, um, not so that Copeland goes on this like long TNT Championship run. That would be that'd be that's my prediction as to how they how they how they get out of this like you give them the win but the feud continues what about you yeah you get yeah you give copeland the win is what you're saying right just right yeah it's just tough because like his friends in AEW have their own match right and then uh christian's minions do not so it seems impossible i mean what this is just regular match right Uh, yeah so it just seems impossible for Christian not to cheat his way into a win here from like, and then it just totally utter, utterly buries him. If, if edge takes out, you know, three people to win this. So, yeah, or does like, does yeah. jungle boy come back? Like you see Jack Perry come back. Cause he was kind of aligned with Christian, wasn't he? Yeah. So, I mean, before he, yeah. So is he coming out and, helping Christian win or is he yeah, screwed over? Like, could Christian that, could that, could that happen? I'm just trying to like, I just like, we've seen like the deep, like the, the cheating finish here. I mean, that was, that was the last match. Like, right. Like Nick Wayne comes out, kill switch is out there. Shayna Wayne turns like we've seen, like they can't, I don't know that you could sell that again and like run that back unless you have somebody else involved that, you know, mm-hmm. t- I don't know. That's be a tough putt. Uh, if you yeah, do or just like, uh, this jungle boy screw over Christian by like having two lifeless, you know, edge and Christian in there and puts Copeland on top of Christian. So Copeland wins, but only because of the help of jungle boy and the jungle boy feuds with him because he, he only won because of him, but screwed over Christian in the end too. So maybe something like that, but that's what we're getting at. It's like very convoluted. Um, it is. It is. So, it is. I, I, so I was a proponent man of like, if edge comes back, if he comes to AEW. Like you have to address like the, the Copeland, or you have to address the Christian Cage thing, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to do that. Um, they sure pulled the trigger on this whole thing pretty, pr- pretty fast. And Sean is mm-hmm. commenting on that here too. It just feels Edge, Adam Copeland, just feels in the mix, and they went to this feud way too fast. I think you're kind of you know, you're in a situation that you are right now in, in a bizarre, you know, booking decision that you have to make because you went to it so darn fast. Cause like the money in edge and Christian to me, like, I don't know. I don't know that like, there's a super big interest in seeing them fight against each other. Like to me, like the money is them like teaming up again. You can do them against the young bucks. You can do them against the Lucha brothers. You can do them against Starks and big bill. Like, like that I think is, like maybe you do one match, you know, and they fight, they fight out their differences and then they like realign again. But like this long feud is just kind of, it's been fine. Like, I think from like a story standpoint, like it's been, it's been there. It's been pretty paint by numbers, pretty simple. That's not always a bad thing. 
I, I, and I genuinely mean that, that that type of story can work really well in pro wrestling, but in terms of where they take it, it was kind of ill time for, for both guys, given, you know, Copeland debuting with the company and cage being like hot enough as a heel that you want to protect him a little bit. And I think those two priorities are kind of, really colliding head on uh, right now in terms of where, where you go with this match. Yeah. And this is, I think also the structure of current AEW hurts this as well, because yeah. when you have a pay-per-view every month, you need to save stuff as opposed to the old style AEW where this could have main evented a, you know, which was overdone as well. The, the, the branded dynamites, you know, this could yeah. have been the main event of something like four weeks ago. It would have made a little bit more sense, but yeah, from a booking standpoint, I can't recall all of the machinations, but you know, you got the go F yourself moment to end the show. Like he didn't attack then Copeland at that point, right? Didn't he just walk out yeah. on him? Yep. So like that could have been like a hey, we're gonna pick this up later, but you know, we're not friends. And then, you know, Edge could have gotten into something with somebody else the next episode of television. And yeah. it would have been like, okay, well, I know we're gonna get to that. It's gonna be big, but to do it right away and have it also probably should have wrapped up by now if there was not, you know, if there, if it didn't happen at revolution or at full gear, you're not going to wait till revolution. So it would have been like, you know, you know, at the winner's coming show would have been headlined. This would have been right. one of the three headliner of the matches. So, you know, I think that hurts it as well that, and there's so much content too. It's hard to, you know, it's not as bad as CM Punk on WWE TV or the lack thereof, especially I don't think he's going to be on day one. Is he? If he is, he's not. He's, he's not, not announced for day one. Yeah. But he's not surprised. working. Yeah, he's not working till the Rumble. So we don't need to segue on that. I'm sure we'll get to that later. But, yeah. you know, Copeland feels a little bit better than that, but has felt a little lost in the shuffle because half the audience doesn't see him every week. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So who are you taking? Like, who you pick? Are you going with, uh, uh, with Copeland too? No, I'm going to go with Christian. Just because I think it makes way more sense, which is always kind of a dicey proposition in wrestling to go with what you think <laughs> makes the true. most sense. Not just AEW, but wrestling in general. So I will go with Christian, and maybe it's the end of this, unless you want to like – because the title makes everything so much harder, right? If the title's on the line, I think it's easily it Copeland, does. but like, man, I just don't think that's helping anybody out if he's walking around with this thing that doesn't matter to him. And What's he, a 12-time world champion? Something yeah. like that? Eight? So, like, you know, he's got more than Chris Jericho if you want to, like, play that game. You know, like, on the roster, he's got the most world titles, I think, that are established oh, yeah, companies. Yes. And, like, for him to walk around with that, you know, second mid-tier title or the best mid-tier title, depending on who's got it, I, just, I don't know. Doesn't feel, doesn't feel good about that. All right. We w- we'll see. We'll see. All right. Up next, um, Women's World Championship. Tony Storm versus Rio. <sighs> No man, like I think it's I a step to, too, right? Is <laughs> <laughs> I want to say more about this. Like, uh, look, like I think they've done, you know, bare minimum here to like make this, you know, a, a, a match on any show, let alone a pay per view. I mean, Rio won what one match to kind of to kind of you know earn this opportunity. This week on Dynamite, she saves, uh, you know, t- Tony Storm and her have a like a quick little physical interaction. 
um, and start to fight almost, but then they don't. And, you know, there you go off to the races. That's, that's, that's all that you get from a build perspective here. Like I just, man. And then the other issue I have with this, and this is like, <laughs> I capitalize this in my notes is that like Tony storm is like the heel in this feud somehow. And, feud and i say that loosely in this match because rio is like the perpetual baby face she's great as a baby face she is one of like the rare baby face talents out there well brian danielson was like this too in wwe that like you put him in a ring people are going to connect with her and they get on her side and she can play that up so perfectly she sells well that's her specialty and they're trying to utilize that psychology of that in this feud in this match but everybody loves tony storm like there's not a single person or fan that i think like is reacting to tony storm as a heel so not only did this match not get enough juice from a rio and tony storm perspective against one another it's completely backwards from a psychology perspective and i think when it gets in the ring on saturday night it's going to be just all over the place. It's going to be just one of those like 50, 50 back and forth matches. And in the end, the title becomes worthless because people aren't invested in, in what's going on. So I have no reason to think this is going to be a bad match, but man, it's just, it's just, it's really, really bizarre way to book, you know, the top title in your, in your women's division. And look, Tony Storm's going to win without question, but I, I think this is just a missed opportunity to continue capitalizing on, um, to continue to not capitalize on on Tony Storm and kind of what she's become from a character perspective, so I'm I'm real disappointed with how they've with how they've done this. Yeah, and you know this feels a lot like classic Ring of Honor, like you know 2018 2019 Ring of Honor, where <clears throat> I mean Riho is essentially I mean I assume she's on the is she on like the active roster if if you go to the website probably so. Yeah, but she comes she in is. twice a year and battles for the title and doesn't win it, right? It's kind of her, you know, like she's going to disappear off the face of the AEW Earth after this match, right? And yes. in different ways that Sheeta, like Sheeta lives in Florida, I believe. I think Riho lives in Japan. So, you know, you come in and do, you're just doing like your touring thing of like, hey, I'm going to be here. I'm Naito and I'm going to be here or I'm Takahashi and I'm going to be in Ring of Honor and go for the world title, but I'm definitely not going to win. But you know, I'm going to sell an extra 300 tickets in the local area to make the local number pop. Yeah. That, that, like, that's such bad booking when you're trying to be the number two company. And, you know, I understand what, you're, what they're doing. But, yeah, everything you laid out, it's, it's that sort of thing. And you know it's going to happen. And, you know, the match could be fine, like you said. I mean, it could be well worked on both ends. I, I, but for that reason, it's not. You're not going to get the big comeback that you want out of Riho, where she might. She's barely right. going to win it, and Tony's going to come back and win. And you know, it's like anything. And in what she beat the husk of Soraya to get the title opportunity, right? So just an issue all the way around with like, there's just no juice in anybody. Yeah. Uh, except for I guess Julia. We'll see how that goes. But you know, lining up her opponents, we'll get to that later. Is not setting her up for success either. I would say. So, but. Uh, yeah, it's uh, and, it's something. And yet, and the other thing, it's just like you have like, look, I know that in there's some circles of wrestling fandom where it's, you know, cool to argue, or you know, stand by 
the idea of, well, let's just, we'll just let the crowd react how they want. And like, you know, everything will just, it'll be fine. Like everything will just react the way we, they want and that. And that's it. And like, there's a time and a place for sure to kind of like to do that. I mean, I think WWE has something like that brewing right now with, with where they, where they're going with CM Punk and Seth Rollins. Like, but that's a, that's a, that's like a, not a one-time thing, but that's a rare opportunity. And you have to pick a lane with, 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 with some folks Like you have to tell people like, Hey, we want you to cheer for Tony Storm. That's what we want. And we want you to get behind this timeless gimmick because it's unique and it's fun to watch and you like her and you know, you know, her backstory and it's just like, so cheer her or like, we're going to make this timeless thing so obnoxious and so heelish that you're going to just boo the hell out of it and just completely like take her the other direction. But you, you can't walk the, this little line on, on everything and expect people to, to care. And I, and I don't know, I think I've been a proponent of the timeless gimmick. Like I think it's a cool thing. And I think that Tony storm has played it in a way where it works in the confines of like winning matches, but you know, I said I say all that and still say it with the notion in mind that she's a babyface. People are cheering her. Like it's unavoidable at this point. So the Riho challenger is just so bizarre. Ashley in the chat here says it's surprised they didn't go with the obligatory Nyla Rose as the first challenger for the title. Then she disappears. And <laughs> I mean, I Ashley, I think you're saying that a little tongue in cheek, but I I think that I'd argue, like, if you put me on the spot right now and said, hey, who would you rather be in this match, Nyla Rose or Riho? I think Nyla Rose is actually the better call because she is a true heel that Tony Storm could just roll and and beat. And that's a sad state of affairs to say that, but I think it's the truth. Yeah. And, like, you know, Thunder Rosa, I haven't watched Collision yet this week. Surprise. But she was, <laughs> they had that match, right? She, yeah. she worked. Okay. Yes. So she's back. It's like I know maybe you don't want to do that right away, but I think when there's no one with any juice in the entire division, that you might want to jump. You might want to like do something earlier than you wanted to 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 make somebody feel like they're important, and that would also establish, I would think, that yes, this person's a face, this person's a heel, and also there's no one like there's no Orange Cassidy or something equivalent in the women's division for Tony Storm to just like be a total dick to. So you know, like, oh, she's she's mean. She sucks. Like, she had Luther push this girl down that was trying to, like, you know, we're getting there with Mar Mariah May. Maria May. Mariah May, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but, like, she's, I have no investment in her except she's, like, a dumb lackey that I don't really know. And, you know, they've kind of established that, yes, we know you don't know who she is. But, so that is, like, you know, it is what it is, right? But, um, I don't know. It's and that's why you have two titles, as, as Zach mentions here, of like the issue there, which that's I'm more interested in that coming up, like Thunder Rosa and Julia Hart. That's the best match the company could put on right now, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, it's just way cold the entire division. Not that WWE's is like smoking hot either, um, no. from a good, good, interesting character standpoint. Um, it's it's interesting that that's sort of a trend right now in the industry is that like. I mean, is any like character, any female character in 2023, like grown and evolved 
to like be like the next cool thing. Like, you know, it, a Seth Rollins transition this year, like no, no woman has been given that opportunity. And I certainly think it's available and easy. Maybe, you know, you could do Rhea as like taking her spot, but she's kind of been the same thing since, you know, her and Dom ruined Thanksgiving 2022 for Greg. <laughs> um, so what are they, just what interesting that, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. That's, well, that's more and, and didn't correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Thunder Rosa like she didn't lose her title, did she? Yeah, she just uh, had to relinquish it for injury's yeah. sake. So, so, like, it would make sense for her to come back and go for that, not the mid card title that existed, but Jade had it, and it was like right. kind of Jade's own thing and not really. I mean, a title. There you go. Like, there, that's like that, you know. That's not a feud you wait on because if you yeah. wait on that, like re- the returning Thunder Rosa just looks so silly. Like because she's probably not going to be Julia Hart, right? I mean that'd be yeah. that'd be bad for Julia. Well, I mean, the way so they now re- she loses, and like like what are we doing here, folks? Yeah. I mean the way they redebuted her uh, told me that Tony is not a fan of whatever happened there, or sided with Brit, or whatever that whole thing is. Because it was like, oh hey, remember she's on commentary, and then she comes out there and like. Helps yeah. Abaddon, like yikes! What I think, a way to come back to. <laughs> I think, I think, um... <laughs> someone is the devil. <laughs> in that case. I just, yeah, to me, like that's a fair, that's a fair point regarding Thunder Rose, where you know there are real world things that that change that change trajectories of uh, you know where people stand in, in in wrestling companies, and and yeah, that's a fair point to make that like. Yes, it would make sense for her to come back and get in Tony Storm's face, but like, eh, you know, maybe we don't want her a pay per view, or maybe you know she's just not in that spot because Tony has uh, lost not faith but patience. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, Zach. Zach comes in here. Thanks, Zach, for for being here live and says you can't have Rosa immediately lose to Tony Storm. Well, I mean, why not? Like that'd be my question back: is why why can't you? I mean, yeah. I mean, she's gonna lose to Julia immediately, so right. <laughs> I'd rather like, lose to the world champion, not the mid card champion. Right. It's a, of course you can, unless you want her to be the, the champion, unless you want her to, uh, you know, to, to 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 take the title from from Tony Storm. But I mean, like, it to me, it's worse to have her running around and not address the fact that, like, ah, you know, I'm just, eh, I lost that title, but uh, yeah. not really. I'm not gonna worry about it. Like, no, make. Just book her to lo- book her to book a really strong feud and put it on TV and get it on pay per view. Have her lose and then you and then you move on. But like, you know, I don't know. That's just money left on the table that now you're not taking. Um, you're not taking full full advantage of. Um, Sean's here. Tony's persona just doesn't need the title. Where are you at on that, Tyler? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think it needs it but it doesn't hurt to have it either, right? Like, I wouldn't, like, say, like, well, these kind of gimmicks don't deserve titles, right? If it's like The Undertaker, like, more often than not, he doesn't need the title, but I think you need a couple runs to prove who you are and what you mean when you're outside of that character. So, you know, I don't think it's necessary, but it's the only thing kind of worth talking about, her and Julia Hart. You know, Julia Hart's persona, I think, fits the same bill, where she doesn't really need a title to be over, but... I think they're the only two that Tony's at least interested in as characters at this point. So they have titles for that reason because he finds them interesting. So I don't know. Maybe Tony just books them in like it's, you know, ROH 
2007, and then the women like it's WWE 1994. That's kind of what he likes in his 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 gimmicks between the two genders. So, um, yeah. So yeah, I hope that answers that. I agree. I mean, I, I I think it's like pretty imperative that she has the title. I mean, I think in in this company right now your top stars have to be the champions. Like, I don't, you know, you're not, I don't think you're in a position to, 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 to kind of play that game of like, this person doesn't need the title. That person doesn't need, need the title. Like I think Sean, at least in my opinion, like when you look at just even like history of wrestling, like the top stars have the titles and they have the titles because it tells the audience something important about them, which is pay attention to these guys. Come watch our show to see, to see these, these guys. And I, and I think AEW really is in a position right now where they have to establish that definition. And Tony Storm clearly is the most, you know, like I, I, I'll use the word popular for lack of a better word, but I mean, just the, the, she is the most over star in the women's division. So I think you put that title on her and you ride it and you 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 ride it out. Ashley jumping in. I think agreeing. I'm in the minority here. I like Tony having the title. I just want a clear direction regarding babyface heel for her and then make a run of it. Yes, that's yes, abs- absolutely. I mean, you can you can get yourself in a really tough spot if you start saying stuff or if you start booking like oh, our top stars don't need the titles because they're over without the titles. I think that's a slippery slope. To, to, to go down and you end up having your championships on stars that don't really um, that aren't really worthy of them at, you know, at the certain, at that certain point. So yeah. I'm, I'm all in on Tony Storm and, holding the belt. And that can work if, you know, the flip side of that can work if you have one world title, you know, but not you know, a bunch of tag titles and tri- three, six man titles and big card titles yeah. and then, you know, uh, triple crown titles, all that sort of stuff. So, so many titles. So many titles. All right, let's keep it going. Swerve Strickland versus Keith Lee. This added late. Um, Keith Lee's been out uh, talking in promos about just wanting to get him. Um, and the him is Swerve Strickland. I don't know, Tyler. Um, the, you know, I think Tony feels like he can go to this match because, you know, there's inherent history there because they are former tag team members. Uh, but boy, like this one seems too out of the blue for me. And uh, I, I think you're right. You called it early in the show saying like, this is like, Hey, we got to get swerve on the show. Mm, you probably do like you probably do, but boy, like, I don't know. I don't know. This seems just like a weak match for him based on what he did at the last pay-per-view and based on the run he had in the Continental Classic. And now he's kind of just in this random match that should have happened eight months ago. So it's going to be fine. There's not really much built to discuss because it's just kind of there. I think Swerve takes it. So I'm going to ask you, <clears throat> Hulu did not have Dynamite up. I, I did not. I forgot to tape it last night, so I had to watch it on YouTube, which did not have the entire show up Okay. Yet. So that's when this was made, right? Yes. He had a promo. He said – I want him explicitly or like kind of like I want him Well, for multiple weeks. He's been like addressing like he wants to fight him, but hasn't said who him was. And then mm-hmm. in a promo last night, Swerve is like the him you're talking about is me and I'm going to take you on and, 
and that's that. I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty. That's essentially how it went. Folks in the chat, if I'm missing something, definitely, yeah. definitely jump yeah. in. But it was yeah. that simple. It was that. Swerve said, "I am him." I just want to ask you that. Yeah. Did you see the? Did you see the new shirt? No. Look up the new devil shirt, AW shop, and I'll keep talking while you look that up. So right. that's interesting. Because if that's the case, for connecting those things, I don't know <laughs> why he would need. A match because he's probably going to be heavily featured on this show uh, without having a match. So this might just be a way to get him working and maybe be sort of that red herring that he's not him in this match. So interesting, interesting. Yeah, I'm looking at the shirt. Yeah, it's the so it's the devil, and it says I am him, right? Yes. So interesting, right? And. There's been a lot of breadcrumbs, and obviously the late addition of Swerve and MJF interacting, Samoa Joe kind of coming in and that thing and being like, hey, chill, everybody. You know, it seemed like they already had a deal in place. Those people last night could have been Prince Nana, Khan, Brian Cage, and the fourth guy, I can never remember his name, Uh um, of Gates of Agony as opposed to the kingdom and Wardlow, right? That could have all been a big red herring. That would then have you jump mentally. I'm sorry, I'm taking us way off track here. Oh, no, because I, no, I like where you're going. I like where you're going. Keep going. Keep on Swerve, it. Swerve, like, then lost on purpose in that triple threat because he's the devil. And to, to then uh, have a match with Keith Lee to screw over MJF. Yeah, you lost me. You lost himself. me. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you, if you go there, like, yes, like, this, this thing that's been built for, it could be a red herring too, right? Everything we're saying, that's like for literally 15,000 people that are like probably making that connection, including everybody here. Um, so that's more my guess because it doesn't make sense logically beyond that. But, you know, if you say, hey, this, this story that's been building for six months, it's been Swerve Strickland the entire time, at least puts him in a light of this is a huge star and he had this, this huge spotlight. And that would be like, probably justify it in the end but like if you think too much about it it's not awesome but with anybody right if it's not cole or i guess brit in some way shape or form but if it's not cole really it's kind of like what is going on here so anyway this match is interesting for that reason for everything you said uh i think swerve definitely wins and um man when is that keith lee contract up if you're tony khan because uh i think he's ready to cut bait with him the way he's not using him at all so Swerve probably was like, hey, I'd love to fight Keith because he's my actual friend and I want him on these shows and getting a payday, however those are structured. So, yeah. yeah. But I'm going over clean in eight minutes regardless. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Seven, maybe. You know, Keith. That's true. If you're not doing power spots, are you going to sell? I don't know. So, maybe five minutes. So He's not – no comment. The (laughs) – you bring up an interesting point. We talked last week on the show about Mm -hmm. how – this devil angle, you know, because the guy's masked, because there's been so, you know, many pivots with Adam Cole injured and like, like all sorts of things like changing, CM Punk's gone, like at the onset of this angle that Tony Khan needs to take a step back and look at, okay, who could like, how can the reveal make the most sense, but give the person who it's revealed to be the biggest jolt possible. And like Swerve would fit 
the definition of that where it's like it kind of makes sense but there's parts of it that don't but like don't look that way we to me like i don't advocate for that generally speaking you guys all know that but in this instance this this angle has been like so important to tv that it has to land and it has to land in a huge way so if that means like okay we'll have to take it on the chin with some random stuff like that doesn't matter or that matters but like we could kind of kick to the side in order for it to be swerve. I, I could get behind that providing they execute it the right way when it comes time to, to do the reveal. Um, I, I, you know, we'll get into this when we talk about the main event, but I, I, I'm still going Cole on that, on this though. I think I still think it's going to be Adam Cole. I think, uh, I don't know the swerve thing though. You make an interesting point. You make an interesting point. Did uh, did Nana in the in the death match? I was trying to think like I I want someone now just to do like a, sh- a short or like a TikTok of like I'm sure Nana's hit somebody with an object in the past and like did the person last night with the pipe hit the exact same way that somebody that he has hit somebody in the past with a similar object would be an interesting tell. So you know we'll know yeah. on Saturday. I, I certainly assume we'll know Saturday. But uh, yeah. we'll see, I guess. Because then that's yeah, we'll get to the main event. Because then even that's kind of sketchy, I guess. Yeah, it went, right. I, yeah, so let's pin in this right yeah. now. Although I will tease. Zach says no. I still think the devil is Brit. I don't know, Zach. Maybe you're right. We'll talk. We'll grab that in a minute, Zach, for sure. Uh, so we won't. We won't let that go. Um, real quick, thanks to everybody for joining us live here. We're previewing AEW Worlds, and this is the Brass Ring Media uh, Podcast, the free flagship edition. We're live. Every single Thursday, 3 Eastern, 2 Central. Um, subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification button so you know uh, when we are live. And check us out on Patreon. We've got a $4 um, member option. We'd love to have all you there. It really helps uh, helps us grow um, grow what we're building here at Brass Ring Media. You get access to all of our content, access to our Discord community, which is just constantly blowing up with really fun conversation about wrestling and about other stuff. Uh, I hope you guys give us a try. Patreon.com backslash Brass Ring Media. Moving on, our World's End preview here. We have Hook versus Wheeler Yuta for the FTW Championship in an FTW rules match. Tyler, what say you, my friend? What say you of this one? Yeah, that whole complaint I had about too many titles not being <laughs> anything – Throw it out the window. No, I'm just kidding. It's the same thing. It's the FTW. Like, <laughs> FTW rules. Um, no DQ. No DQ. Okay. <laughs> spike. I'm just on the Wikipedia now. And uh, there's a spike. Spike nail match, apparently. Oh, no. There's all the types of pro wrestling matches. Never mind. I'm, I'm digressing here. But, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's on the pre-show, I assume. Um, zero hour. So, yeah, it is what it is. I guess you got to have – is Danielson on this card and Claudio? Are they going to be no. added to something probably? Maybe the Battle Royal. Usually there's 12, yeah. So, you know, maybe have all the BCC guys lose in one night is the story they're going for there to throw Yuta in here for almost no reason. Um, so, yeah, whatever. I think Hook wins, but <laughs> ship a sailed on on that totally, whole thing too, totally. which, is, which is crazy. So, yeah, this is a whole totally nothing match. More so than even the Abaddon match later. So I don't think we even got to that yet. We haven't gotten to that yet, but I, I think we could probably pause 
re-record like just like copy this audio paste it later and it would be the exact same because yeah i'm with you like this is gonna happen it's gonna happen and like you know my five-year-old loves hook so like i'm looking forward to the match for that for that reason she's a hook fanatic but uh man she might be the only one these days so what's uh this is a real question for you what is a more prestigious title is it the FTW title in AEW, this like whole run, or is it the twenty four seven title? Because oh. um, it's it's re- now retired, right? The twenty four seven title, or is it still going? It, no, it's retired. No, no. God, okay, thank God. So, so that like you know Peter Rosenberg pinning Tazawa, like that that moment right there, like what is a more prestigious title? And I'm I'm asking that legitimately. So here's the thing, and I'm going to answer legitimately. <laughs> The 24-7 title is more – God, because you were used the word prestigious, I have to go FTW, prestigious. Okay. Just because of the history that it has, Taz bringing it, creating it, it meant something in 1995. However, the, the, the 24-7 title is way more important to WWE canon than the FTW title is to anything at all. Because, like, think about it. Like, they would trot out that little title to do cute little title changes on College Game Day or on Jimmy Fallon and all this dumb stuff. But, like, that was its purpose. And, it, like, it served that purpose well to, like, in, integrate, like, the WWE product into all this stuff. Was it bad? Yes. Terrible. Terrible, god-awful, horrendous. But I think it served its purpose – for as like worthless of a purpose as it was, the FTW title is just like like what 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 why why what what is it for? Is it a title? Is it not a title? It just it completely makes no sense and is irrelevant to boot. So that's my answer. Okay, cool. What's your and, answer? Uh, oh, twenty four seven. Like if I had to choose, literally, if I was a wrestler and I was on the Indies, I'd be like, no, I'd much rather have like the twenty four seven title framed above my TV. Okay. The, the oh, man. But just just because you've probably reached more people, you're more oh, relevant. Totally. Like right, our right. like our truth. Like I'd much rather have the career of our truth from 2018 to present than hooks. Our <laughs> truth has millions of YouTube yeah. views. Yeah, you don't think like yeah, and like you don't think our truth is gonna be able to do a convention whenever he wants to and have like a line out the door or people wanting to meet our truth. Like he'd be a top five. There's like a random like I gotta, I'm gonna meet our truth and get a signature. This is gonna be awesome, and like yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like there's just money to be made in that persona. Um, yes. So yes, that's that's what I'd go with as well. And one more caveat here is we're talking way too much about this match, and it's my fault. So I apologize. <laughs> but I think uh, Shibata has big next FTW champion vibes because you can do the same sort of thing where you trot him out, have kind of hardcore matches to protect him, but he's a badass. And yeah. that title fits him, so look out for that. That's my prediction for twenty. Then, like, like, yeah. I mean, we could go on all day about the yeah. relevancy of these titles, but yeah, yeah. And uh, Sean, what are the rules? We don't know. <laughs> what are the rules? I think that's the only way I can answer. I can, uh, I can answer that question. What are the rules? I think it's just a no DQ, hardcore match, is what yeah. I think it is. No, all I right. love Taz. He pop up Zach's thing. Oh yeah, is that, yeah. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. We, we're yeah, talking Taz like, here, not Taz. Yeah, Taz is my favorite uh, commentator. I think per cat, like per 
like per capita on AEW television. Oh, for sure. for sure, for um, sure, for sure. He's the best part of Botchamania, and uh, <laughs> you know he's a uh, yeah. I love Taz, just like his title. And Tony, it's the the ineptness of Tony Khan presenting on his TV in kayfabe and not really meaning anything, but letting a, someone else move their trinket around. It's like if you had Matt Cardona appear and he's got the internet title, and you're like, well, it's not a real title, but we let him walk around exactly. with people. He can defend it. It's just like it's stupid. So exactly, the title never was like a sanctioned title. That was the whole point. Yeah, that was the whole idea behind it. So to now have it as this like sanctioned thing, it's like official kind of like it's just. It's not totally it loses, totally corporatized. Loses, Damn you, Tony yeah. Khan. Loses its, its edge. For sure. It does. It does. It really does. All right. Let's keep it rolling here. Uh, we've got Andrade El Idolo versus Miro. Grudge match. Lana's client, Andrade, against Miro. Um, I don't have a lot to say on this one, but it's it works for me as like a regular middle-of-the-card pro wrestling feud. Like, and that's it. Like, I... You know, if this tried, if this was trying to masquerade around as something more important than that, I think I'd had issues. But I think with where it is, like it's fine. It's like when you look at this match compared to like both women's title matches, the FTW match, Swerve versus Keith Lee. There's way more build here and character development here than in all of those combined. So mm-hmm. it's a solid mid card pay per view match that I think um, that I think Andrade wins. Just to keep the uh, Lana Miro thing going, yeah. And I mean, should be could be like Dark Horse best match, like work rate that you're not expecting. True, Andrade Andrade is still you know auditioning himself for post AEW life. I think the winner (laughs) gets to stay on AEW TV is the unmentioned Uh, stipulation of this of this match. Um, so that's exciting, tremendous. You know, and Miro's always you know if you tell a Miro style thing where. You know, he's selling in the middle, and Andrade's kind of working him over. Uh, I just hope there's not too much gimmicky stuff with with uh, what's her name now. Sorry, uh, CJ Perry with CJ. Yeah, um, I hope that doesn't come into place. But it should be a really well worked match, and it could be like a really good 12, 15 minute match on this card. So, you know, yeah, looking forward to it for that. I agree. And he's just jumping in saying, why are they doing this with Rusev? He never has his girl with him. Well, that's the point. That's what they're doing. <laughs> uh, Rusev uh, Miro doesn't, I guess, the story is he doesn't really want his girl with him. So she's going to go elsewhere. And now he's upset by this. Um, again, traditional pro wrestling story here. Um, one note, but, I, you know, again, you don't. You can't have all these extravagant stories going on, and this I think is good for this this pay per view. Yeah. So I would say nothing CJ more. CJ is the not to. I can't believe we're analyzing this, but uh, CJ is kind of the personification of Miro's god, right? In right. Human form. So In like human he form. Re- rejected the, his god and does it on his own, and that's kind of what he's doing here with CJ. So. Yes. See, there you go. Perfect. I mean, okay. that has not been explained at all. Like even that being said slightly, I think I'd be. Like twice as engaged in this, but you know, it is what it is. So. Hey, man, if you keep talking like that, Tony Khan's going to call you for a job, and then what? Then what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one's going to know. I think that'd be better if they didn't know. That's, if I could, yeah. like, if you just if I turned one day, like, I love every story going on right now. It's great. Yeah, we'll we'll know we'll know that he's been uh, that you've been yeah. um, brainwashed, brainwashed. Yeah, I was the devil all along. <laughs> yes. 
All right, Julia Hart versus Abaddon, the TPS Championship. Tyler, I'm just going to throw to you on this because it feels like you've got a lot to say on this match. <laughs> or not a lot to say, depending yeah. on the perspective that you have. I mean, I really don't. The Abaddon character, like being a babyface with like Thunder Rosa, was quite the choice there um, when, that, when that happened with, with that. So, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it is what it is. I mean, she just like... How long is this match going to be? Like, honestly, like six five, minutes, five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's, you know, it is what it is. It just, it totally feels like a rampage defense of the TBS title. Right. So for this to be in this spot is interesting. Um, I wonder who's cheerleading for Abaddon behind the scenes tremendously. Cause like, it's been a long time and I know they didn't like choose Abaddon over Jade, but like, I think there needed to be more work in, backstage to make Jade happy and make her feel like she should resign with AEW when you have things like this pop up where yeah. it's like the roster management from like a sports salary cap standpoint has been pretty poor in the women's division since day one in AEW who they have not pulled. They're now in NXT vice versa who they've kept and retained and all that stuff who they brought in all that stuff has been pretty bad. So I know Tony doesn't particularly care about women's wrestling, I mean, he's never said that, but we all watch the product. So exactly. whoever's that, yeah, whoever is is doing that in his stead is, uh, I think, doing a pretty bad job. But as we've seen with AEW, I think it's more maybe next week. But the the departure of Matt's wife, Massey, right? Is her name? Yes, Macy. Yep. And then the guy who was doing booking venues, right? Booking venues and uh, yeah, man. Even though Jeff, Jeff Jarrett took his job like a year ago. Like, they're all finishing up their contracts, not getting re-signed. Like, I think all that's kind of a positive of, like, the growth of, like, hey, this is, like, not a family mom-and-pop business. This is a real business. Right. And, like, I'm not extending you guys for because you can't get it done. Maybe that'll happen in the women's division, whoever's, like, overseeing that for Tony. So, yeah, and I think if that happens, you know, there's – and, again, like, look, yeah, this is not advocating for people to lose their jobs, but it, but it just happens. And I think a lot of people in the women's division – could be on the outside looking in, you know, in that, in that, in that scenario, if that presented itself, look, this, this is a bad, this is just a bad match. Like no matter how you slice it. I mean, they've, they tried, you know, they tried to tell a little story on collision and they tried to do some little things on, on, on rampage, but Abaddon is, it's even more out of the blue as a challenger than Rio was. And what Abaddon lacks that Rio has is just, credibility and being even a little bit over with the crowd. She's not any of those things. And so the, the only saving grace of this is that Julia Hart gets to be on a pay-per-view match and win short and sweet. Hopefully like anything more here is a waste of time. And, and it, and it just, it hurts for, it, it just hurts Julia Hart, in, in my in my opinion, like to 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 take any longer than three four minutes to to win this match. Like Abaddon is not presented as a championship level contender. She's trying to play that part here. It's not working, and and that's that. So Julia Hart wins this, and uh, hopefully it's in it's in short time. Um, Zach jumping in saying it certainly sounds like Tyler's advocating for Abaddon to be future endeavored. Uh, I'll let you have that, that Tyler, but look, th- like 
not everybody just gets to hold on to their jobs forever. Like that's not like part of the entertainment game. It's not a part of the wrestling game. Like, you know, Abaddon like has not even been on TV. Like she hasn't been on TV for months. I know there was an injury there, I think, but like, you know, look, like it's, spoken. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. Or, like it's, it's just not, it's just said anything or it's done anything. So, you know, you don't like, you know, you don't just get to keep, keep that. And then when you're called upon, like not deliver, like that doesn't happen in this game. Like it's too important. And TV time is too, um, it's too valuable to, to, to not get it in the hands of people that really can, can deliver. So it's not advocating for, at least in my eyes, it wasn't advocating for, it was just calling out the product for what it is. Tyler, go ahead. Yeah. And I'm going to try to say this as nice as possible, but we all have like people that we work with, I would say that were like, man, how'd you get hired? But you don't like dance on their grave when they get let go. Right. You feel bad for them as human beings because they might be awesome people, but they were not like good fits for your place of business. And you hope that they land on their feet and maybe it's even better for them down the line. Like, you know, so I guess I'm saying more of, I would have never contracted her. Mm -hmm. So now that she's here, like at least they're doing something with her, but like, it might be something where if she does get future endeavor, maybe she can be a, you know, some high end movie monster person. Like she, she could totally be like, you know, like the nun movies that I think the third or second one just came out. Like yes. There's a person there who like she does all that stuff for for you know this Bloomhouse ten million dollar horror movie. She's like the villain and the creature and all of them. Like that would be way better for her. I'm sure she'd be way happier doing that than wrestling too, right? So that's just more my take. Is like it's just a bad spotting in like a sporting team. We all have you know you draft somebody and you think they're gonna be awesome, but they don't make it. Like you don't dance in their grave when they get let go, but they're not working for your team, right? It's just that kind of business. That's, and yeah, you shouldn't draft them in the first place, but you did. Try to make it work. You move on. That's that's more what I'm saying here. Is a nicer way to say it than I said the, the first thing. So I didn't want Mitch Trubisky to get fired from a human perspective, but the dude just couldn't cut it as quarterback. Yeah. But you Bears, so there you go. <laughs> you took him to the airport, so you know. Right. You picked him up they and just, took him to the airport for free. Yes, it's a cold. It's a tough, tough, tough game. Tough game. All right, we got um, the eight-man tag. Sting, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Darby Allen versus Ricky Starks, Big Bill, Kyle Fletcher, and Powerhouse Hobbs. This was booked last night on the show. I, you know, look, I don't have much to say on this one because, A, it's been booked for whatever, 10 hours, and, B, you know, clearly they were scrambling on this one. Like the the Jericho, Omega, Big Bill, Ricky Starks match was, was slated slotted excuse me for this uh for this show they couldn't go there and they had to make good and so you know this is your standard multi-person tag team match on aw uh pay-per-views i think it's going to be that exact same way i think the baby faces go over and uh and there you go but i i i give them a break on this one because you know you just what are you gonna do you had you had just a couple weeks to kind of re retool everything amidst limited resources because of the continental classic that's going on too. So I kind of chalked this one up to stuff happens. Yeah. And do you think the original plan was the tag title match and then Takeshita and Hobbs versus Darby and Sting? I do. Or, okay. Which would be fine. You know, if if those four guys weren't going to be on the show period, then that, that would be a silver lining here to get them on the show. But true. Yeah. 
if you combo and make one less match, like hell, let's make the two women's matches a, a tag team match and just cut out the middleman, right? Let's like, I'm all for multi-person matches if you can get me down to like seven matches on a card. So this is an absolute win for that reason. <laughs> yes, Give everyone yes. the spotlight. You know, Sting can do, can punch, uh, you know, Big Bill and knock him down. It'll be fun. So, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, right, exactly. It'll be a fun match. Like, if this is like, this screams like second match on the show to me, and uh, and and then you 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 just figure out what you're gonna do with with all those guys uh, after after the show. All right, we got the the twenty man battle royal. We don't know the participants. We do know it's for a future TNT title shot. Anytime, anywhere, um, it's happening. Almost impossible to preview this. It's gonna be on zero hour. Um, but I'll throw out just for to be a completist here. I will throw out Malachi Black as a winner and future title shot owner of the TNT title since I picked Copeland to win the title. There's a babyface heel matchup that I can get behind. That's who I'll take. Complete shot in the dark. Yeah. Also, your kind of idea from earlier. Well, I'll say Jungle Boy comes back and wins. Oh, like it feels it. like the appropriate place to re-debut on like the free portion of a pay-per-view. We don't like you anymore. <laughs> As you, you know. I mean, it was always going to happen. I think Punk was going to do anything and everything to get out of that contract. But technically, in the grand scheme of history, you're the reason that WWE has, you know, a main event um, available to them on WrestleMania Night 1. So, you know, yeah. I, don't, I'd, I wouldn't be giving you world title shots soon after you came no. back. Or pay-per-view paydays. For sure not. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then we get into the first of the two main events. We have John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston, the AEW Continental Classic Tournament Final. Um, John Moxley uh, defeating Swerve Strickland and Jay White in a triple threat match last night on AEW Dynamite. Eddie Kingston beating Brian Danielson finally for the first time ever um, last night on Dynamite. They collide head on. Um, I look. They they did a nice job, I think, selling this last night. The the, the mm -hmm. promo that Eddie Kingston cut on Moxley and the one that Moxley cut back, like that's just straight up pro wrestling. Like I really enjoy that type of storytelling. And they both those guys can talk. They've got history. They're passionate. They're the same stylistically, and they just gel so well as opponents and as and as teammates. And so I think they injected some real intrigue into, into this. Um, I still think there's an element of like been there, been there, done that here. And it's crazy that John Moxley is going to do two jobs in a matter of two weeks. But I think that's where this is heading. Like this is heading to like put that uh, traveling championship, ROH, New Japan, AW. I'm gonna kind of go where I'm needed. Belt on 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 Eddie Kingston, and and really, if that's the right call, I think that's the right mm -hmm. place to put it. You know, given who was in the tournament, you know, if it's on Moxley, it's out of place. If it's on Danielson, it's really out of place. Swerve needs to win another title. So, like this, just this makes sense. And I think two guys in the ring last night with microphones sold it better than you know better than really anybody else um, could. So I'm thumbs up on this, um, you know, and I think it's going to be a really good match, but I, and I think Eddie Kingston takes it. 
I agree for all the points you just laid out, um, especially the, you know, kind of the nice aspect of this as well. Um, you know, Eddie being that modern triple crown champion, you know, being that, that guy he always watched growing up and wanted to be a pro wrestler. Now he's that version of himself is a nice story. Hopefully they lean into that um, yeah. as much as possible with that Kingston character. But yeah. I mean, he feels like a guy who should be doing the, you know, the second match on the Dominion, New Japan Dominion show, defending this title against, right? You know, uh, somebody like uh, Ishi or somebody like Ishi or, uh, you know, what's the bread guy's name? That's that's uh, uh, <laughs> uh we're, we're, Satoshi Nakamoto, guy? right? Kuj- no, Satoshi, Kojima, Kojima. Yeah, Satoshi Kojima. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know that stuff that that fits Eddie. Like you just laid out, and you know him, at least with Mo- the Moxie perspective, he got his win back by pinning Jay White. And yep. this one, you know, he's beaten Eddie in the past, and this is a different dynamic. It would be my counter to you. Um, you know, it's not the sexiest matchup to come out of this tournament, but the last time they battled, uh, Eddie was a heel, yep. and it was pandemic. You know, I remember that spot was like the the tax, and then the rubbing alcohol spot on, yes. the, on the back of, which was crazy. Um, so, you know, it's a different dynamic. Obviously Moxley's hamming it up. He's not a heel by any stretch of the imagination, but they're in long Island. It's essentially Eddie's home. He's going to get cheered like crazy. They're going to shake hands at the end, be amicable. And then Mox is going to go on. Maybe there's going to be some blow up in the BCC. I think it's time for that to, you know, not feud with each other, but just like they'll all go their separate ways. Feels like that's bound to happen if all of them lose on the show. So, yeah, it's it's fine. I hope next year, as we've talked about a lot here, that this tournament gets you a title shot for the world title yeah. and not for this belt. Because, like, someone have an active belt and be in the tournament, and if you don't win the tournament, you lose the belt. It's just like, you know, I think this would be so much better if Eddie did not have his belts on the line and kind of was like the – Hey, what if they do this with Eddie? That'd be a great story, as opposed to like, well, they kind of have to because you can't just take Eddie's titles away without right. him having it, losing it in the ring. So uh, it's just a more powerful story to tell. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, yeah. And I and I think it just opens up the door for more potential winners if you have a title shot mm-hmm. on the line. Like, because again, this one you're not giving it to somebody too low on the card, and you're not giving it too so high on the card. You're not giving it to yeah. somebody on the come up either. So there's a very like niche group of guys on your roster that can win this yeah. thing um because of like the traveling nature triple crown uh of it so uh yeah i'm totally with you on that um we could do a post-mortem on the continental classic maybe next week when this uh, whole thing's said and done but um but yeah i think um yeah we both agree eddie kingston uh takes this and then last but not least we will wrap up with the main event MJF defending the AW World Championship against Samoa Joe. Last night, Joe no-showed their ROH World Tag Team title match against the Devil Guys. And, uh, you know, also revealed that he did some did some side business with, uh, with the old Devil. Uh, attacked MJF from behind. Left him, left him laying, um, holding the title as the show went off the air. That... So <laughs> there's a lot here. Yeah. I'm curious. Number one is what, what did you think of that? Just the angle last, the angle last night, like Joe kind of just betraying 
betraying MJF to to get like one up on the match Saturday, which I guess is all it was. Like they didn't allude, like it wasn't alluded to that Joe was the devil, or even that he was like a part of the devil group. It was just that up. Oh, I did some business with this devil character, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, I mean, so <laughs> the one thing Sean I liked, like it. Sean like <laughs> the one thing I liked about it is at least it made Joe's characters defined after this of like he's a heel hired mercenary type guy, which I think fits his character well. Like him being out there, like coming out and hamming it up and be like, "Oh no, tell tell Max not to go on without me," you know that whole thing. But when the and it was just like, "I'm still gonna fight." Like I was like, "This is." So this is horrible. Like, what did they do to Joe in like two weeks here? From like the moment he like grabbed his shoulders, like, "Hey man, let's go." He was like, "What is going on with this?" So at least that is redefined. It makes the Joe character also very idiotic. To like, so you take your opponent's the thing holding him back and fo- not focused on the main event. You're gonna strip that from him and like make him more powerful. And like, you would not save the run in until, like, I would be like. Well, you can do whatever you want, but you got to come in and attack him during the main event so I become the world champion. Not so I can WWE have my hand raised with the belt that's not mine over the body of the person that's going to beat me on the pay-per-view. Um, Storyline. So that I didn't love, but this is really not about – this is the AEW issue I have with it. Is that, like, the real question is MJF and his injury, right? Like, if MJF can, like – work for another three months and not get surgery and kind of rehab in his own way, maybe take a month or two off and come back. That's one thing. But if he like cannot work a match beyond like, if this is it and Joe's going to win, then that's like all the meta stuff going on of like why he's going to lose, not because of all this devil stuff. And um, that is not good, but I guess I didn't hate it as much as everybody else. But, like, <laughs> I didn't love it. I, I didn't love it either. Like I thought it was interesting but like this whole devil thing is kind of sucked and at least it's like going somewhere. And um, I guess I'd give it a positive for that. And Joe is now reframed as a bad guy. So we have a obvious bad guy versus an obvious good guy, which I like in my main events. So I liked it for those reasons, but you know, it's all the devil stuff. It needs to be revealed. And then it's kind of like, just like the C2, we do a postmortem of like, did this angle work in the, in totality? Like, I think it was, like, fine for an episode of TV. It wasn't the worst thing on the show last night. So, I don't know. But what am I missing on it being so, so bad, I guess? Well, so, so okay. So, so, for me, it's bad just because of Joe, really. Like, yeah. and and, and it's none of the Joe stuff now makes a lick of sense. Because remember, like, this started off with – this started off with Joe going, hey, I want a healthy MJF when I fight you at world's end. So I'm going to be your protector, which was already weird, but he was kind of this like middle of the road, you know, you know, guy that you weren't so sure about. So like, okay, that worked. Then he spent three weeks protecting them from the devil guys only to then work some sort of deal with the devil guys to attack MJF and beat him down so that Joe could, you know, get in that shot. So like, it's like, was this a, this was a three month, their three week plan. Like this was a four week arc. Um, like Joe, what are you doing? Like, just like what you, so you spent three weeks fighting the guys that you eventually, that you actually paid in storyline to, to, to carry out, like to carry out this attack. Like, 
none of that, like that just doesn't add up. And to me, that's what people didn't, I think that's what people didn't, didn't like about it. And we can, I'll just cue up Sean's comment again. Like Sean, go a little deeper. What, what do you think was awful? Ashley, same, same with you. Terrible main event and angle. Um, throw us a, throw us a couple bullets as to, as to why I, that, so that's why I think people didn't like it. That's also why I didn't like it. I'm like, what, like, what's, what, what's happening here? Like why, what, in what context does this make sense within the broader story that Joe would align with these devil guys, even in this mercenary type way. So that's, that's why I like, I'm fundamentally like, didn't, didn't like the, the, the premise of it all. Um, the other thing that really kind of just makes me wonder here is how, like it does. I don't know if MJF can have a match. Like they've booked him in two matches now in the last like month, I think. And he hasn't wrestled in either one of them. Um, So like that either means like Joe is going to win the title, you know, and the devil's going to get involved somehow and like cost MJF the match or attack him before it's, you know, before it's all said and done. And then then Joe's going to win, which I don't love because the story here is MJF against whoever this devil guy is. And yeah. so now you have Joe who has the belt. Um, so I don't like that. Um, but I do think it's intriguing that, you know, that the devil character is playing the role that they seemingly were in last night of just facilitating, you know, all this chaos around, around MJF. Like that was the high point for me and that you want to, you want to cultivate like that environment, I think around this devil guy, like if they get involved in this match on Sunday, like, I don't think it can be like, Oh, we're going to hit him with our finisher and then like quickly roll out of the ring and like, okay, Joe's going to win. Like, I think the impact of this has to be, you know, in line with kind of like the character they drew out last night, chaotic. I think you need to see this, a bloody kind of just massacre of MJF to really get this character over as ruthless and dangerous and scary and detestable and unlikable. Like you, you, you don't want your audience kind of going, Oh, this devil guy is kind of cool. Like I'm going to cheer for him. Like I cheer for heel Tony storm. Like it, you know, it can't land that way. And I thought we got like a little bit of a taste of that here. So we'll see. My concern is for this match is that there's just too many balls in the air that even like the most seasoned booker cannot catch all these things. You've got the Joe (laughs) stuff. You've got Adam Cole. You've got uh, MJF hurt. You've got MJF as this baby face character. You've got um, Cole injured as well. You've got, uh, the the uh, the kingdom doing their thing that oh the devil's MJF like there's so much happening here that I, that I just don't know that you can that you can land all of it that you can catch all these balls and make it like one cohesive thing maybe he can but there are details here that are just unchecked and I I just I just don't know how it's going to go. And I think they really have to hit a home run. And I, you know, I don't think last night set them up for that. If you were, if Tony Khan, <clears throat> let's say uh, he's like, Hey, I'm going to space for two days and I need you to book this main event. I'm not going to be present for it. What do you do? 
with everything given to you. You can't go back. You have all the cards placed in front of you. But he's like, hey, we have to reveal who the devil is. How do you do it? And like, how do you how are you booking this finish and the, and the post match stuff to like lead AW into like a juicy, exciting twenty twenty four. Yeah. So I build. I one hundred. I mean, I have the devil group come in and just just like cost MJF the match. Joe's your champion. And then, and then I have this, the devil, like, like if they're like, just unmercilessly just beat on MJF and like really just do that up huge where they, they take him out, but they look like the just horrible, awful humans as they, as they do it. And then you reveal that it's Adam Cole. And that's and that's how you go off and that's how you go off the air. MJF gets some time to recharge. He's out, and so if he has an injury, great, you you recover from that. Even if he doesn't, you sell the that beat down for maybe a month or two. You know, you he's out, and Cole and this Devil Group they just they run ragged. You've got you have other baby faces step up to try to to try to take them down. They do the same thing there. Um, meanwhile, like I probably work something with like. Joe and Swerve maybe or something you know like a side kind of world world title thing but eventually you know you have Cole take that title and MJF come back and then that's that's your big money match. So, I mean that's that's how I would book it. But the key is the key in all that is like it being Adam Cole and that that the way they reveal the way that they do the reveal is unlike anything that they've ever done before, like on, on, on TV, like it, it has to stand out in a major, major way. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, again, I haven't like been a huge proponent of this the whole time. So it paying off is not make or break for me. I think just like getting it over with is, is good. <laughs> Cause it's just like, what Tony it, Khan wants to hear about his age story mean, from the last month. <laughs> But it's like, you know, it's either Cole and it makes sense, but we all knew it, or it's someone else and it's like, well, what the hell was that all about? Because it was yeah. this person the whole time. You know, I think so. I think that's the problem with a story like this in wrestling in general um, is that you kind of decide who it is. And if collectively it's not that person, then it's just going to get ripped apart for yeah. it being a swerve job and it might be swerve, you know? So, um, but, you know, that, that just like, you know, me as a fan, and I don't think you're with what you're given. That's a bad take, but like, man, I don't know. I don't know about Adam Cole as like the top bad guy in the company and being the world champion. Like, I just, I just don't know. I need to see it. And like, you can, I hope to eat crow on that. Cause I think AEW is way stronger. If Adam Cole is the like POS heel that he was in NXT for most of the time, has minions doing his work for him, has awesome matches once a month. Like, Sign me up. That'd be great. I just don't know if that's a thing that I can look forward to in 2024 um, in AW. And, you know, to. I mean, to, go ahead. I mean, like, to nudge back on that, like, yeah. Don't you think that, I mean, like, uh, he, I don't know. I kind of in this position where, like, you got to, like, sink or swim with him, right? Like, I, I don't know if it's, can be like 
the most entertaining angle, like from, if you're watching from a fan perspective. But like you've put so much into MJF and Adam Cole, you derailed essentially like your fall pay per view plans, like with with um, all in and all out, like to accommodate this like friendship and this longer term story, like. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, you like would it be better? And, and, and I'm genuinely asking this, like, would it be better for Cole to make his return like alongside MJF, like fighting off this devil character? Like, I just think that you know, you went there, so you gotta see if he can pull it off at this point. Like mm-hmm. ah, just because they've it's like almost like uh you're pot committed with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I think that is the case. And like it's a big negative for the Adam Cole character if it's not him. Right. I mean, if he right. comes back yeah. as a baby face, like he is like in Copeland territory right now of like, or worse. what is or this worse. guy doing? He's Adam Page, like worse than Page even of yes. like, yes, you're not going to see him. I just don't like, I mean, you know, I don't love bringing up injuries, but like, that's like, I'm, that's my biggest concern is like, honestly, can he stay healthy yeah. in that position? Like, do I trust him? And that's like hard to say because anyone can get hurt at any time. But it's been a bad luck streak for him. And, you know, is the crowd going to fully buy into him as that heel character? You know, I, I hope so, but I'm worried about that as well. And, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, if he's not doing the Adam Cole Bebe stuff, I think oh. it's a positive time. But if he comes out and instantly does that, like, then we're, I'm like hitting the emergency button like night yeah. one on that stuff. So, like, yep. he's got a full character change and, just like, I don't know. I'd rather just Joe be his guy. Like if it's Wardlow and Taven and Bennett and uh, Roddy, like, I don't know. That is not striking fear into my heart as like, this guy's a badass heel who's going to run rough shot on, That's true on people. So I'm worried about that. Um, you know, if he, if he, if he leaves all of them out to dry and has like an actual badass group of guys, I think that's a different story and an interesting story to tell. Like, they get worked like the jabrones that they are, you know, in storyline. I think that's interesting. It shows like the total maniacalness of this Adam Cole character of the devil. If he like had his friends do all this for him and then immediately sells them out for better people like that is interesting to me. Like if Joe just destroys them for him and Joe is like not his guy, but he's like a paid mercenary and like he controls Joe you know, not not to get like Game of Thronesy here, but if he's the hand of the king for a time mm-hmm. period and it turns on Joe. Like all that is way more interesting, and I just don't have the faith that a story in that ballpark would happen. I think it would just be like, hey, it's Taven and Bennett and Roddy and Wardlow, and these are my guys, and now they're going to be beat Big Bill and Ricky Starks for the tag titles. And I don't know. It just seems like very much like down the middle, kind of boring, honestly. Of like a main event book for AEW. That's my you concern. bring up a good point in regards to like the lackeys. Like, man, and that that's something that I'm like rethinking now. Cause I mean, Roddy, Taven, I mean, and, and Bennett, like, holy crap, like I don't know if they can pull off like a, the, like this ruthless attack that I'm talking about. Like Mm-hmm. And not get laughed at. I mean, like, weren't they like carrying around like a stuffed animal like a couple of weeks ago? Like, like I, yeah, the like, elephant. 
or yeah, like, the, uh, giraffe, the giraffe, the giraffe, the like there's something to what you're saying. Yeah. And same with Wardlow. Like, I mean, he, he, I think you can sell him more so than the other three just because of, uh, just because of his size and, and all that. But, yeah. uh, but you know, it's not like he's in a good place. So I think that that is something to watch. Like the credit, the credibility of the guys around Cole and really, and who, whoever it is, uh, yeah. Same thing with Matt. Swerve. Same issue as Swerve. Same, yeah, very much so. Yeah, very much. So. Like, there's no, there's no like mid card people that strike fear. You know, if the House of Black is your are your lackeys, that's probably another story. Yeah. But uh, like, there's really not like you know, if it's Dark Order out of nowhere, like that is the yeah. same issue, right? That's the same thing with like not having like, you know, it's hard in any like WWE tried to pull this off. Like Judgment Day has taken two years to get to a spot where it's like, right? You know, they are all. Even so, they're not really badass heels. They're just like mm-hmm. kind of annoying heels that are good at wrestling, right? They're not even like if if you could transpose them and they were the devil's minions, it'd be cool, but it wouldn't be like, oh, now everyone's dead. Like, say it's a hard thing in wrestling today to pull that off. Well, that I think that's cool. that's the problem with this. It, it, the problem like you're getting with this is that it's almost, and I think what we've kind of like broken down here and analyzed here is that it can't it really can't deliver the way that like you really, really want it to like, mm-hmm. you know, unless, unless there's like somebody brought in that we don't know about. And like, those are the guys that are around Cole. Then I'm, you know, okay. Then you can like redefine those guys as they're, they're not like already defined in a certain way on, you know, AWTV. It was like, you know what it reminds me of a little bit? Like, do you remember like when the rock came back, and he had that tag team match with Cena and at Survivor Series. And all of a sudden, for like for like six weeks, they tried to treat Truth and Miz as these like dangerous, like vicious, like uh, you know, vicious bad guy yeah. heels. Yeah. This yeah. it's kind of like that. If like if you look at the middle of the card on in AEW, like nobody, nobody fits. Nobody fits. Yeah. So and it's like, you know. It's not going to be like Mustafa Ali and Matt Riddle, right? Matt Riddle was signed with MLW anyway, right? But like, even if it's like, there's not like people off the street to pull, yeah, uh, to to do this. It better not, you know, it's not Action Andretti, it's not Jungle <laughs> right. Boy for God's sakes, right? Like, no one's striking right. fear, you know. You could do the, and it's been established the body types. There's a big guy, there's two. Regular size guys in terms of pro wrestling, obviously bigger than normal humans. And then there's a smaller person, maybe a manager, right? Like, and that could always change. It's been a million different people, whatever. But like, you're not going to have Wardlow, Hobbs, and am I missing a big guy? There's not that many left, I guess. In Cage, right? You're going to have all three of those guys go and just like working for Adam Cole, which would be like interesting. But yeah. So, yeah. We'll so I mean, so all these things factor in, and that's what I mean. Like you've got a lot of balls in the air that you've got to try to juggle here, um, and at the core too that you forget. Like MJF is there, like your biggest star. Like mm-hmm. how do you make this pay off for him if he's going to be around if he signed a contract, like and he's not injured? So um, look, I think you know if I were to, so I, I'm, so I answered your question with how I booked this, mm-hmm. predicting it though. I think they're going to stick with MJF here. Like, I think MJF is going to get the win over Joe, which is going to make Joe also look pretty, pretty, pretty bad. But that's kind of his spot right now. Um, 
And then I think they're going to, I think you will see the devil angle play out after the match. That's, that's my, that's, that's my prediction. I think that's what, that's what we'll see. What do you, what about you? That makes the most sense to me as well. I just like it. MJF needs to prove he can work. You yeah. Know, well, injury. sure. Sure. Like, cause you know, a torn labrum, like Ouch. MJF probably cannot throw an object with his right hand. Um, mm-hmm. So not that he's like doing a ton of like, muscle spots but he ain't doing nothing with Jones not on the mat or not like a chop or a punch I mean right. he's gonna be doing like some elbows off the top rope stuff like that but so I'm curious that's like the 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 in match minute like eight to 12 is gonna tell me a lot about the prediction you know if you could bet this live I would wait to bet it live if you're a betting person to yes. kind of know the direction of like okay yeah it really yeah. looks like MJF cannot work if he cannot work it's probably going to be Joe, but what you just laid out there makes the most sense because if Joe wins and the devil's revealed, it makes no sense because then that devil, like whoever the devil is, has to be world champion. You would like with that, or else it's like a kind of a disaster for how much time you spend on it, or at least have like a big opportunity or at least a big match with MJF down the line. So it makes more sense for that person to get the title off MJF. Or else, why? What was the whole point of revealing yourself at that point? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so maybe they, yeah, maybe they do run it back. I mean, I think there's probably haven't announced a January pay per view, but I mean, I don't know. There's going to be big, is, the March one is the Sting one. So um, yeah, but that's like the second, right? Right, right. Like, that's a long second, way away. So I doubt they'll have like so yeah. probably like a late January, then that one in March, if I had to guess. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because I mean, if they wait that long, I mean, I guess you could in this scenario if you really do a beat down, you sell that, but mm-hmm. you know, but like then, like that, I mean, yeah, this is set up as like your focal story for like the first half of twenty twenty four. So, um, so yeah, we'll see. But I, yeah, I think you're right. Like, you know, if, if, as long as MJF's healthy, right? I mean, and he's gonna not have to take nine months off. You know, I think you, you know, you go with that, and and uh, and 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 and, then, and you just go right to that, right to that, right to that devil feud. Yep. If it wasn't for the injury, I think you'd be like a hundred percent lock to win this. It's just that right. suddenly fall in the air. That's obviously. Yeah. Well, and his contract it's- status, which I think he's fibbing about, but uh, you know, that's just. Yeah. That's just I th- I'm just, I think he signed. So I don't yes, think it's for sure. So. For sure, I don't think you're putting him on pay per view on December thirtieth. <clears throat> and not yeah yeah no way all right well there you have it guys we uh are that's that's a wrap that's a wrap aw worlds end on pay-per-view saturday night we will have our brass ring media review show for members um over the weekend as well after the pay-per-view is over so check that out um for all of our, our all of our brass ring media members you become a member uh by going to patreon patreon.com backslash brass ring media um you get Another free podcast, which we're going to hop off right here and record. We're going to talk some WWE topics. Um, you get a free podcast every week. You get our review shows every week. You get all of our written content every week. Access to our Discord uh, and, and and lots more that pops up along along the way. So I hope you guys really give it a shot. It'd be a great way to start the new year with some big shows coming up and WrestleMania season uh, right around the corner here. Patreon.com 
backslash brass ring media. Thanks to everybody for listening live, Ashley and Zach and, and DR Owens and Sean and Dr. Ross and Anish and everybody else who chimed in. Ashley, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate the support. Um, and we'll be, uh, we'll be back next week. Same time, same place right here on the brass ring media podcast. Thanks everybody. See you. See you.